All right, Man to Man podcast. Mike Mikowski, Dennis Lemire, we're back. We're uh, the Oklahoma slash Minnesota version part two, which is good. Come on. We got, uh, some some new sound. We're starting to upgrade some stuff, so I, I'm pretty excited. We're we're starting to dial this bad boy in. Yes, but uh, it's uh, it's always good. So we we went through last week, and, and if you didn't watch, we're gonna just jump right in here uh, and get going because we've got so much. I'm excited about the content that we have today. So let's yeah. let's rock and roll. But um, if you didn't listen to last week, we started to talk, and it was a, it was actually a short it was a, it was a short podcast. So go back and, and you know and give yourself the 20 minutes to listen. Um, you know, what we started to talk about last week was this, this idea, right. Of, of we're seeing some things that are, that are attacking men and they're consistent, right. It's, it's the consistency of what we're seeing, the, uh, reoccurring themes. And whenever those come up, it's always like, holy crap, let's kind of take a look at this because it's pretty obvious that there's some, some things that guys are dealing with. Right. And, and the three big things that we saw come up that uh, or that we're seeing come up within men that we wanted to discuss were confusion, despair, and passivity, right? right. And um, I think one of the things that we kind of ended talking about last week is that these tend to, um, they, they tend to kind of compound with each other. So confusion leads to despair. And if you're in despair long enough, you're just kind of throw up your hands and go, screw it, there's nothing I can do. And it leads to passivity or passivity leads to confusion, which right. then leads to despair, right? So, I mean, they all like, not to say that this is a step-by-step, this is what you're going to find yourself in, but these things are all intertwined with each other and they tend to feed off of each other. And sometimes you find yourself in a position where you're kind of in the middle of a bunch of, you know, of three of them all at the same time. And you're just like, oh crap, how did I get here? Right. And it's the kind of the storm. So uh, we're going to break down each one of these one by one. And, and we've got some good stuff to share and, and some thoughts, frankly, that we were going around. Uh, and and part of the reason that, you know, when we talked last time, like I say, we won't throw too much into it. But like Dennis was saying, the reason that the reason that we see so many men and so many, I mean, including us, are confused is because the onslaught of information that's out there in our world. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're always seeming to try to find the right thing, the right answer. You know, uh, and and it's just been crazy how that has pushed us or led us trying to find out more information has actually led us into more confusion. Right. And then we have people around us saying, I don't believe what you believe and I don't agree with what you're saying. And and in today's world, that's every day, all the time, whether you're on Facebook, you tweet or whatever, you can put anything you want down and someone's going to disagree with it. So so right. so we're beginning to see that this this mass influx of information that we tend to go to to help ourselves is because is becoming more confusing ourselves than anything else so how, how about this one that you hear sometimes right what you believe hurts me it's oh. an attack on me right yep. i mean how about that one where you're just like geez I, you know what do i do with that right <laughs> i mean that's right. another one right like, and it's just what you believe i mean oh my gosh like right i don't i don't want to you know i mean like i don't want to hurt people i don't Jeez. So yeah, it's, I mean, it just continues to go and go. So um, I think the big question, right. That kind of pops up when we're talking about confusion that, you know, that's obviously going to be our topic for this, this podcast. But, but the big thing that jumps out at me is like, why is it like, what, why do we see so much confusion with guys? Why, why, why is it that they can't seem to, that we can't seem to get out of that. And we just sort of live in this, 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 perpetual state of, I don't know where to go next. I don't know what to do. You know, we could, I've seen guys that are some of the most confident, capable guys that I know. And and in in 90% of the conversations, they're very confident, very capable, very able to do things. And we will get to some point, a lot of times it revolves around a relationship or direction in their life or something like that. Right. But we get to some point where they're just like, I don't know what to do with this. I don't know where to go with it. I'm just kind of sitting in this waiting for something to happen. Right. And, and this confusion just sets in where they're just, they're just lost. Like, why is it that some of the most confident, capable men that we know can find themselves in this state? Well, we, we, it's, it's, well, first off, once again, it starts with the fact that that you know we're constantly looking for answers. We're, we're we're constantly trying to find the answers to our questions, 
And and then when we find the answer, somebody else questions the answer. And so we're, I mean, we're, we're consistently trying to reach out for the answer instead of believing that the answer is within us. It's there, right? And so, you know, when you, when you think about confusion, you know, the scripture verse, you know, when it comes to, okay, why are men so confused? Well, one thing that we do know is according to 1 Corinthians 14.33, it says, for God is not a God of confusion, but of peace, right? And so, you know, and then you you made a statement yeah. that I thought was so it's, cool. It, it, when when you say that, right, that God's not a God of confusion but of peace, to me, what it brings out is is almost this more confusion, right? Because I hear that right. and I go, okay, let me process that from 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 in this point in this place of confusion because we're talking about that. So if I put myself in that place, let me process that. I am trying. I am doing everything to walk a life that is is following God and is leaning into God and is searching God and is going, God, tell me what you want to do me to do next. Lead me in, in the direction you want me to go. And and then this verse comes up and and you know and it's well God's not a God of confusion but of peace. Well then where does that lead me if I'm confused? Right. Like I'm I'm trying to follow God. I believe I'm following God and God's not the one that's confused, but yet or God's not got a confusion, but of peace, but I'm not feeling peace. I'm right. feeling confusion. Right. So where does that leave me? Like it, right. it feels like it's even more confusing. That verse just leads me to more confusion, not leading and, me out of the confusion. Right. And at the same time, then, you know, then you begin to go, am I, I'm, maybe I'm not even following God. It, it makes you start to question that, right? Like Relationship, right. You start to question your relationship with him. Right. Because you're confused. And if he's not a God of confusion, then my relationship must be jacked. Then and who I was, am I following? Right. <laughs> right. It's not God. Yes. And that's where, you know, the, you know, yeah, it can be confusing. Yeah, it can be confusing. But if God's not a God of confusion, could it be that when he asks us to do something and we don't do it, our minds naturally begin to question what he said? Right? So often in life, God's instructing us and then we... We, we were looking, oh, we're looking for the answer. Okay, God, give me the answer. And he's like, well, just go and do this. And I'm like, well, I don't know, because my natural tendency, you know, my natural human nature is be like, because usually when God says to do something, it's like off the wall. And it's sometimes like, you got to be kidding me, really? Right? And sure. so for, for me anyways, the, when, when I hear him speak something, or even when um, I feel in my heart that God's saying something and doing something, the longer I take to act on it, the more confused I get about it. Why? Because naturally I'm going to start thinking, well, that can't be him because of blah, 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 blah. And then I tell my friend, you know what? You know, I really think the Lord told me this. Oh yeah. Well, why would he tell you that? Well, you're right. Maybe why would he tell me that? So realistically, who's leading who into confusion? Right. Yeah. Obviously it's us. That's the, that's the, you know, funny enough. So, that verse in that, you know, 14, uh, first Corinthians 14, 33 in the new living translation, it, it actually says for God is not a God of disorder. Right. So if you think about, you know, conf- like the disorder and confusion. Yeah. Though, I mean, though, you can see how those are disorder causes confusion, right? And right. confusion can cause disorder, but really right. the idea there is like, like, Hey, God has an order for the way things are going. And and we are the ones who are out of this order yes. of that God is doing. And, and sometimes by just our existence, right? Yep. But by by the sin that we that this world is is is, right? I mean this world is a world that is fallen or man, man is fallen and, and living in, in a world of sin. And so that disorder comes from that and disorder equals confusion. Oh definitely. And, th- and that is, you know, that is definitely, so it's us that is the confusion and the disorder in all of this. Right. Many, and many where times. where does that stem from, right? I mean, where, Well, you know, when you think about it, from? Danny, I mean, when you, when you, when you actually think about it, um, if God's not a God of confusion, where does it come from? Well, you know, that goes all the way back to the beginning, you know, I mean, it goes all the way back to the beginning because when you have Genesis 3, 1, right. Mm-hmm. And now the serpent was more crafty, which was so interesting when you look at that word crafty. It literally means shrewd, but sensible. What a deadly combination. You know what I'm saying? Shrewd, but sensible. Than any of the wild animals the Lord God had made. 
And so you got the accuser, you got you got Satan, you got the serpent, whatever the case may be. He's the accuser, he's our adversary, he he's here to obstruct, he's here to oppose, but yet he's shrewd and sensible, right? Yeah, I mean, and, so and shrewd and like idiotic would be, you know, or shrewd and uh, completely a-hole, right? Like those things would, again, like we've talked about this with other subjects, it would be easy to see. Right, you, you would be like, oh, I, hey, look at this, right? Like, right. clearly, there's a problem here. This person's so off their rocker that we can't pay attention to this. But shrewd right. and sensible <laughs> is like, uh, I mean, it, it leads you to this. I mean, the, the idea that it puts into my head is this idea of, man, I, man, I don't know. It kind of makes some sense, really, what he's yeah. saying. Right, exactly. In other words, and shrewd actually in the Bible. The term means mischievous and malicious. So you put those all together and it's basically, we say to ourselves, man, it seems like they care about me, Hmm. you know? I mean, Mm -hmm. and, and what they're saying kind of makes sense. Uh, You know what I mean? That's just enough. I mean, it's, I mean, you know, as well as I do, that's just enough to get us to go. Maybe that isn't, maybe what what God said isn't true. Or maybe what I know in my heart isn't true Mm -hmm. just because it tweaked it just enough, you know? Right. Right. And so, and so, and the, you know, the, the, ser- the serpent was more crafty than any other wild animals the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, did God really say you must need of any tree, any, of the, any tree in the garden? And this to me is where the confusion begins. This to me is where the enemy is always trying to up- uproot the belief system that we have, especially when it comes to God. And if he can, if he can tweak it a little bit, just like you say, mischievous, you know, but yet sensible, you know. If he can do it just a little bit, right? Did God really say, all right? Mm-hmm. Did he really tell me I should do this? You know, um, did I marry the right person? Right. Uh, you know, you know, it even comes down to even, even easier questions, I think, right? Yeah, I mean, it's it, the crazy thing is, is, you know, did I marry the right person? Uh, you know, is this what God told me? Like, those are questions where, you know, it's, it's external. You're questioning external things that are happening, right? I mean, do you enjoy your job? Do you need a new truck? You know, what am I supposed to eat for dinner tonight? Right? Like these are all internal questions that you start to ask yourself. And, you know, and when you start to like doubt yourself, you start to wonder if you did, if you, Hey, am I making the right choices? Right. Right? And, and you start to doubt it yourself instead of doubting other people, which again, that involves someone else. So that's something that you could see, okay, this makes some sense. And it's easy to kind of understand how that would happen. But when you start to doubt yourself, you know, did God really say that? Man, now thinking back on it, maybe I wasn't paying attention to that correctly. And maybe yeah. God didn't, maybe I didn't hear him correctly. Maybe I didn't understand what he was saying. I don't know, because what I really expected was I wouldn't be hungry and I am still hungry. So maybe, you know, I mean, all of these things start to bring up in you this confusion and it's an internal confusion. Yes, it's an that's internal good. disorder that really, I mean, it, it makes some of these things seem sensible and right. it makes some of these things seem like, you know, and, and I, and I watch it happen all the time. Like we're, you know, talking to people and they say something and I go, yeah, I mean, I could see how you would go that direction, but is, is that really what God said, though? Is that right. biblically sound? Right. And even though it might make sense and it might be something that's going to help you feel better, is it biblically sound? Because if right. it's not, then it's only, you know, in the long run, is this going to be a healthy solution? Right, right, right. And then what it, like I said, then what does it do? You, 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 begin, you begin to question and then you get into this constant mode of seeking after answers. So just what you said there, Denny, is this what God said? Well, I'm not, you know, maybe it isn't because of this, 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 this. Well, maybe I can't hear his voice. Right. And, well, well, maybe I'm, maybe my relationship, maybe I'm not a Christian. I mean, I mean, literally is the process of what happens with, and that which we, you and I talked about what then begins to lead to despair. And we'll talk about that in the next podcast. But, you know, as soon as the, as soon as the serpent posed the question, Eve's perception of what was told to her by God. But and by the way, he was the only one speaking to them at that time. Right. It was Adam, Eve, and God. Right. Well, right. Those, those are the three people involved in this situation. And just because he caused her to question what he said, it changed just enough. Just right. enough to get her to do what she knew she shouldn't be doing. 
And then it says the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to work it and take care of it. And the Lord God commanded the man, you are free to eat from any of the tree of the garden, but you must not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. When you eat from it, you will certainly die. Now watch this. Here's what the woman said after the question. The woman said to the serpent, you may eat. Because he said, did God really say that? She said, we may eat from the from the tree in the garden. But God did say, you must not eat of, it, eat of the fruit from the tree that is in the middle of the garden. And you must not touch it. No, God didn't say that. At least that's not recorded. Yeah, what you just yeah he said, it, or you'll die. And then what does he say? You'll not, you won't certainly die. The serpent said to the woman, for God knows that when you eat from it, your eyes will be open and you'll be like God knowing good and evil. Right. And that's, that's the beginning process of confusion. The Here's perspective the of Eve part. came for the fruit and it came from basically, did God really say that the enemy is always going to throw at us? Did God really say, or did that person really say, or, and then no, he did not say that. Right. And then it's, Hey, let me show you something better. Let me show right. you what I can give you. That's the crazy part right there. When I just, when I heard that, and when we were talking about this is, you know, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. Here's the crazy part. They already knew good. Yes. They already knew good. Yes. God looked at what he created and said, this is good. Come on. Yep. Everything that I've, so they knew good. So what he was actually saying here was, and you will know evil. Yep. How, yep. But he phrases it in the sense of, well, you'll know good and evil. Right. You'll be able to tell the difference between right and wrong. No, right. you know right. What yes. you're going to be able to see is wrong, which up until this point didn't exist in their life. Right. It was only good that yep. they knew. And yeah. the, 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 this, this whole thing was introducing the wrong, but he makes it seem like, right. well, you're going to be able to know the difference. You didn't need to know the difference if wrong wasn't there. <laughs> Right. And the what are you thing offering? Is, and the trivia thing is, is that they were using 100% of their brain. Right. Right. And he showed them or he tempted them with something they did not know. Yeah. You know, how, how? right, right. So he's like, he goes, well, this is what you know. So now, now it's switched from, this is what's so cool about it. The woman saw that the fruit of the tree was good for food and pleasing to the eye and also desirable for gaining wisdom. Right. He wasn't told that before. Right. But now, now, according to the enemy, and because he tweaked it a little bit, caused her to go, oh, wait, there's something I don't have. I can gain something by doing what you say. Oh, it's my gosh. Crazy because think about it. Like, so the, the knowledge of evil was turned into I'm going to gain wisdom. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So right. you only knew good. You only right. existed in good. Now we're going to introduce the secondary side of it, which is the you're going to know good and evil, and we're going to call that wisdom. Right. Think of wow, Mike. Think about how many things in today's day and age are we being taught? This is actually wisdom if you think this way. Oh if my you, if God. you agree with you know the fact that there's 345 genders and you get to pick yours. That's actually wisdom. If you believe there are only two genders and you happen to have one when you're born, you're an idiot and you don't understand the greater things that are going on mentally right. inside of people. If yep. you believe that you are a broken person living in a broken world and that's all you're ever going to be, if you don't believe that and acknowledge that, then you just don't understand that. If you don't believe that people are inherently good and created by God with the image of God inside of them, if that's what you believe, then you don't have wisdom because you don't see, you don't see the evil that's actually going on inside of them. Right. Right. Oh yeah. How crazy is that? And that's to, considered yeah, wisdom. Yes. That's considered wisdom. And once again, why? Because it's the enemy is always going to put something in your path to make us think we need it or we don't have it. Right. Right. And so when you think about, when you think about the, you know, just being a man and the, the whole attack on masculinity, just being a man, the realization is, you know, well, you know, I need to be more this, or I need to be more this, or I need to be, you know, according to the world, I need to be more feminine. I need to be more kind. I need to be more, you know, all these things is what stirs up confusion when, when we get into talking about, you know, cause we just to let you guys know, you know, everybody that we're all going to come out of this. In other words, 
Right. Just want you to know that there is a way to be not confused. God's got a plan for that. But but it's so crazy because even after eating the fruit, right? Mm-hmm. God, whatever what God said would happen, happened. Right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> they you both died wisdom. spiritually. Right. They both died spiritually. So, I mean, so. <laughs> it, they immediately died spiritually. And in the future, they're going to die physically now. Yeah. Which oh, up yeah. until this time, we don't know if that was even a possibility. Right. The Bible hints at the fact that that was not, I mean, it doesn't come out right and say they were going to live forever, but it, right. I mean, it's kind of seems like the idea, right? Because they were yeah. created as physical beings with a spiritual eternity. And at that point, the idea was, yeah. you don't have to die. We're just going right. to live as the spirit being eternally. Yeah. Yep. And so I love, I actually wrote down what you said. I'm going to read it. Yeah. You said, this is eye-opening. A little bit of twisting and manipulating can cause you to see things in a whole different light. Mm-hmm. One of the one of destruction and death versus glory and life, and that's so right. true. Mm-hmm. And then when you make that decision, you know when you when you choose to make that decision, that uncertainty it brings in more confusion. Anything that can anything that I can bring in that's going to attack my moral compass, mm-hmm. or is going to attack my my um, uh, my central beliefs. You know, which is are going to be constant in the world we live in. If we let them in a little bit, mm-hmm. it's going to twist, and pretty right. soon, the next thing you know, our core beliefs are not the core beliefs anymore, right? right. right. And that's how we get so confused. That that's why we are constantly, once again, we said it before, we're constantly reaching out for answers, praying to God for answers, and and then instead of reaching in for the answers He's already installed in us, right? right. Mm-hmm. And so. I put down, instead of listening to all the voices out there telling us how to live our lives as men, we need to be the voices that are contributing to the lives of men. Hmm. We need to be speaking in the foundational truths that that the, the construct and how God designed us to be. Hmm. Instead of listening to what the world's trying to tell us, we need to be the guys that are going to speak the truth into other guys to keep us from being so confused. Because the more we understand God's truth, the less confused we're going to be. I, just, I believe that's on my heart. So, so tell me this. So if, you, if, if a guy is sitting here right now listening to this and, and, and he's like, hey, I, I get what you're saying. I, I understand what confusion is. I, I hear this. And, and yes, I don't want to live in that, but I am. Right. This is where I am residing right now is in this place of mass confusion. I don't know how I got here. Now I might because I just heard <laughs> this podcast, but I didn't know how I got here before this. Right. right now, I kind of understand this, but get me out of this. Like, how? What do I do to get out of this confusion? Because what we've been talking about so far is where the confusion came from, the the role of it in our life, and where we're seeing it. Which, again, super good. But I can imagine a lot of guys sitting there right now going, "Yeah, guys, you're right. That's how, <laughs> that is how it came about in the world. That right. I let it into my life, but now it's here." Right. What the fart do I do to get out of this? Right. So, right. so okay. what do we, what do guys do when they find themselves here and they're just like, get me out. All right. Well, we got, we got, I think we got five things that I hopefully are going to help. All right. Um, you know, so basically when you look at confusion, oh, uh, when you look at confusion, oh no, my dogs are not roaming around the house. So that's <laughs> not good. But when you look at confusion, Return it's the lack the of understanding, uncertainty, a certain situation of panic, a breakdown of order, Okay, that's what confusion is. Mm -hmm. But this is what's so great. This is the one thing that we got to establish for sure if we don't want to be confused, right? Mm -hmm. God's the opposite of confusion. Right. Right? And the opposite of confusion is certainty and order, which brings peace. Certainty Mm -hmm. and order, which brings peace. Mm -hmm. So, number one, when confused, understand that it's not from God. That's got to be that's got to be established from the beginning. And maybe Mm -hmm. there's some guys here that are listening to it. Well, I don't believe in God and all that kind of stuff. Well, then I would, I, then I would check your moral compass. I would check your, your core belief system. I'd check what's going on in your heart. Right. But God is not the God that's going to bring confusion. And we've right. got to, that's got to be a central belief. That's got to be like, okay, I'm confused. God, I know this isn't you doing it. Mm-hmm. Right. Even for guys that don't believe in God, you know, that might be listening to this. And we've talked to people that listen to the podcast that don't, right. It's it's going to be nearly impossible for you to get out of that state of confusion right. without first establishing that. And and yeah. you know, and we don't 
not to say that, hey, these you can't put some of these things into practice that we talk about without believing in God, but it, they there is no power behind them then. There you go. The right. power behind what we're talking about comes from a relationship with God and right. walking down this path with God. So in the end, I, it's funny. This is what I hear sometimes. I don't believe in God, but then they will blame God for things. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, I don't believe in God, but if he existed, how does he allow this to happen? And I'm exactly. like, well, if you don't believe in him, then he matter. doesn't allow it to happen. <laughs> right. So right. you can't right. blame him. Right. If you exactly. are blaming God, then you believe in him. So yep. make the understanding that this is not from him. Not from him. And maybe you're here and you don't believe in him. Well, right now is a good time for you to go, you know what, God? If this is true and you can help me with my confusion, man, help me. Right. You know, right. help me. Come into my life. Help me. Because I don't want to be confused anymore. So this could be an opportunity for you out there that don't believe. To just say, God, I, I need you in my life. You know, Jesus died on the cross for my sin, and I need that power, that presence to get me out of this. So come into my life, you know. So that'd be a good start. But but then second, you know, so number one, we confuse it's not from God. You got to realize that. And two, accept where you are. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Could we be confused because we're pr- we are praying for answers instead of praying for understanding? You know, we're always seeking for answers. We're always seeking... God for answers. We're always praying for answers. And and you got to step back for a second and accept, okay, I'm confused right now mm-hmm. where I'm at. God, I don't want your answers. Mm-hmm. I want to understand what's going on. Right. There's so many scripture verses. Consider what I say for the Lord will give you understanding in everything. Right. Second Timothy Psalms 119.34 says, understanding and uh, give me understanding and I will obey your instruction. Mm-hmm. I'll put them to practice with all my heart, you know? Right. So I think give another way to get understanding and I will obey your instructions, not give me more instructions. Right. Right. Like give me understanding and I will obey your instructions. Right. Put them into practice with all my heart. Yep. How many of us want the answer? Cause if I get the answer, then I'll do this. Dude, but we don't let's I face know. it. We don't, I did it. Like I just did it. It was like, Three, four weeks ago, I was asking God for an answer to something. I'm like, God, give me direction. He gave yep. me direction, and I went, no, nah, that ain't God. Like, yeah. that's, that's the burger that I had not sitting right with me. <laughs> I'm not sleeping well. Like, that is that is definitely not God. And, right. you know, and three, three weeks later, he brings it back up, and he reminds me in some crazy random way. And he goes, no, this was me, bonehead. And right. I'm like, oh, crap. <laughs> But that's but that but that's the great thing about our God is like He will chase us down, you know. Right. Uh, you know, I I I think sometimes God's up there looking down at me, going, "Watch angels, you know. See, He's not going to handle this one really well. I'm going to tell him this. Watch this. It's going to be really funny, mm-hmm. you know." And then I don't listen, and then He's like, "Yep, see, told you, you know." So right. here's what I'm going to do: I'm going to bring a stranger into His life and have him say the same thing, and then. But still, he's probably going to have a tough time with that. You then know, he's still I mean? going to struggle with it because he, yeah, he ignored it the first time. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> It's going to get, yeah, it'll get crazy. So yeah, so you got sure, it. You, sure. Yeah. You got to basically accept where you are and then pray to God. Say, you know what, God, I just need understanding in this. I don't want any answers. Cause I wonder sometimes if we don't get the answers mm-hmm. because we could, we couldn't handle the answer. Right. 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 Or we would just and, brush it off. Like I, right. Or we would just brush it off. And God's more concerned about the process of getting to that answer. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Why? So we are, cause, because then we're ready to receive it. Because process usually brings understanding. Answers don't usually bring understanding. Right. Process brings understanding. Right. And so I. Yeah. So let's many hold times- on one second. Let's pause right there for a second. All right. So a question on that one, right? I mean, you you talk about um, that, that we want, you know, that we're asking for answers, and sometimes God is more concerned about the process to get that answer, right? Um, and and you and you even said something about so that we're ready to receive it. So, I mean, what is it, you know, when I think about processes and and this and that, I I feel like that entitles like doing some work or, you know, really getting through things and and, and really diving in and trying to figure it out. And a lot of times, I mean, you're right. We just want an answer. Right. And God goes, well, hold on. I have things for you to do to get that answer or to work through that answer. You know, you do it to me all the time. I'll ask a question and you'll go, well, what do you think is the answer to that? And, and it's frustrating. <laughs> I mean, you know, to me, I'm like, but I asked you for an answer because I feel like you know it. Right. And God knows the answer. And the yeah. fact, he could give us the answer. 
but he wants to walk us through the process of finding the answer on our own. And why is that? Like, what, what do you, what is it that, that God is, is trying to get to us on that versus just giving us the answer? Well, once again, I think, I think many times I've, I should say many times. Why do you sometimes, do it to me? I guess. Would be. <laughs> I think sometimes it's the process of gaining understanding from God instead of getting the answer from God. Because once again, I think sometimes that we're not ready for the answer. I think sometimes that um, if we had the answer, we may, if we had the answer right away, we're not going to grow in our faith with God in some way, shape or form. Um, I, it's not that God doesn't want you to go to him for answers, mm -hmm. but I think when we're confused, the last mm -hmm. thing we want to do is try to get another answer to something, right? Mm -hmm. In fact, it's really cool because um, in Psalms 119, 169, it says, Oh Lord, listen to my cry. Give me the discerning or the understanding mind that you promised. Mm -hmm. He promised that we could have an understanding or a discerning mind, right? Right. And so that's what I'm saying is when I, when I say, you know, maybe he's not giving the answer to not spill off and do maybe my relationship with God is bad. Maybe I'm not even saved. No, it's take a deep. In fact, that was the next step. Take a deep breath. Right, right, right. 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 I don't know what to do. And that's okay. Hmm. That's a hard one for guys to live in. It really yeah. is like that. It's one that I, and, and I struggled with it. I mean, probably up until the last couple of months and, and I, and, and a lot of guys that I talk to, they struggle with that one, right? Is, is it okay that I don't know where I'm going or that I don't know what to do next? Right. And, and I think that what we do is, and this is something that I've maybe even just this morning in my, in my quiet time, I, I kind of had this thought as I was reading through your notes here. And that is that, you know, the idea is that uh, if I don't understand, if I don't know where I'm going next, then I'm not hearing from God or I'm not, I'm not walking with God because God says, you know, that the Bible says that, you know, that I, I will show you the way I will, you know, I will show you the path. I will, I will guide you down that path. And so we think that means like immediately we go to, okay, then, then show me, then, right. sh then show me, right. Then show me and I'll go. And, and I feel like sometimes God is saying, I, I am showing. Calm yep. down, right. take a deep breath. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to reveal it all to you right now because you can't handle it. Right. But I am showing you. Like yeah. in the end, we feel sometimes like if we don't know what to do next, it's not going to happen. And if we don't know what to do next, we'd have to do something about it. <laughs> <laughs> right. 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 In, in the end, whatever's going to happen next is going to happen, whether we right. know it's. The, that's the path we're taking or not. So maybe the question should be, you know, more along the lines of like, God, help. Yeah. Like you said, help me to understand, help yeah. me to, you know, help, help, help me to understand where I am right now. Right. Which is something that, I, that I've been focused on versus where I'm going next, because yep. I don't know if I'd understand, even if you told me where I'm going right. next, it might just yeah. cause more confusion. Yeah. And it's been interesting. Cause I mean, you know, this whole move to Oklahoma and stuff like this, you know, mm -hmm. Multiple times I had to step back, take a breath and go, okay, I got to get these trucks loaded to move. Mm -hmm. Not about what I'm going to do when I get there. How, you know, and, and so this, this is, uh, you know, you said that you've been kind of in that spot. So have I, where I've had to step back. You know, that's why John Elders got that pause app, man. I'm telling you, that's a lifesaver, but just to, to pause, take a breath. Mm -hmm. Okay. I don't know it all, but here's what I do know. Mm -hmm. I'm moving to Oklahoma. <laughs> right. right right and there's so many things that spun around my brain of should i be doing this what is you know what if it's you know the enemy trying to get you out of ministry you guys heard them all right oh, wow. mm -hmm. but what i had to do i had to take a breath because actually when you take a breath it's actually proven that when you slow down your breathing or whatever you have guided breathing breathing improves your mood and focus and reduces anxiety just by stopping and taking mm -hmm. a breath you know right. um and then, you know, I, I, I have this little prayer for the, you know, for when you guys are doing this, which is God, I accept where I'm at. I don't need the answer. I just need you. So help me to understand what you are doing here and now. Hmm. And I think if you just stop and just pray that prayer, we're going to find ourselves 
the confusion start to kind of pile away. It's going to also cause us to, I believe God, what God's done with me with that is remind me of what he said. Okay. Right. Yep. Yep. Bring and so up the things that he told you in the past that, right. that you already, you already knew. Right. 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 And that's yeah. what actually, you know, because when you think about it, <laughs> when you think about it, those that, those that say they, they think that those that think they know it all, they're usually not fun people to be around. You know what I mean? Right. Right. And so, but those with understanding, they bring a breath of fresh air. They bring, you know, and so that's what leads us to four, which is focus on what you know. Mm-hmm. Take a breath. Okay, what do I know? Well, I know that I'm moving to Oklahoma because that's what you told me to do, God. That's what I know. Well, God, I know that I'm supposed to be in this marriage, so that's what I'm going to stick to. Well, God, I know that you have me at this place of employment, so I'm going to keep working. You know, those are the things that we got to step back to. So be even, quick to be even obedient. Simpler, right? Like, I mean, you can even go to simple things like, I mean, this is not a simple thing. Mick would probably punch me. And I'm going to be interviewing Mick next week, by the way, which should be great. But, nice. you, know, um, you know, something simple like, I know I, God, I know you are my father and I am your son. Right. Yeah. I mean, just down to the basics of who you are, right? Like yeah. who as a person we are and who in this grand creation and in eternity that we are, right? Like God, you're my father and I'm your son. Just start with the very, very basic right. principle of that. Right. And, you know, and, and, and then, and just sit in what that means for a minute and, and allow yourself to just have that understanding of, you know, I, I'm, yeah, God's my father. I'm his son. What does that mean in all yeah. of, in, in reality, in, in light of what I'm trying to deal with? Yeah. What does that mean? That's right. been my daily prayer every day now. Father, I am your son. You are my father. Father me today. Mm-hmm. And there's a grounding that takes place when 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 we do that. And once you're grounded, you're going to be less confused. Once you once you actually focus on what you know is true, mm-hmm. you're going to find yourself you're going to find yourself not trying to reach out for things because based off of what I know, this is why I say it all the time. You got to have God's word in your heart. I mean, you, mm-hmm. you just do. You know. Uh, why? Because many times I have to ground myself in what I know scripturally. Right. Because the world is going to try to deteriorate everything we possibly have confidence in. It's just, mm-hmm. it's just that's that's the attack on men today, right? They don't want confident, strong, strong-willed men anymore. And so everything is going to try to attack those very to the very depth of what we believe and what we know. And so that's why just stepping back, going, okay, God, you're not a god of confusion. Mm-hmm. What's going on here? I know that, right? I know that. And then wait, listen, be patient, okay? Be patient, which is actually the next, <laughs> you know, we could go a lot on 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 what we're going, doing, you know, for focus on what we know. And I wrote down, so you guys know as well as I do, that the longer I think about what God has asked me to do, the more I think about why it's probably not from him. <laughs> right, right, right. So you got to be quick to act on what you know, Right. So yeah, you you know, focus on what you know, but then step out in it. If you believe that God's not a God of confusion, okay, well stop blaming God. Step off and try to figure out where this confusion is coming from. God, what are you doing here? What are you doing right now? Um, you know, but so you got to be obedient when he says it. If you prolong it, there's gonna bring more confusion for sure. And that's what happens to me, anyways. Right, right. And I think it happens with a lot of guys. And and you know, and the question that that comes up always and, and that I hear a lot is, you know, is how, like I I I don't know if I'm hearing from God. How do I know? You know, yeah, I'll have guys tell me that. Well, I think I'm supposed to do this. So, well, why aren't you? Because I don't know if it's what God has for me. I don't know if it's what God wants me to do next. You know, and right. the question always comes up like, well, then then, how do you know effectively? I mean, you know, I mean, there's a lot of questions coming from that. But, you know, the basic one is, so so you thought you heard that. Right. You, you thought this was something that God was telling you. How right. do we know if it's from God or if it isn't? I mean, you know, what's well, up? Give me a basic, just a, a litmus test that I can, that I can bounce it off of, right? <laughs> right. Well, you know that it's from God if it's good. So that's a, that. I mean, that, that's a, that. That's a so simple, right? Right. But how many times? I mean, I can't tell you how many times people have said, "God told me this," and I go immediately in my head. I go, "No, he didn't. No, he didn't. Like, th- there's, there's just no way." You know, God told me to kill babies. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. He didn't. Right. right. Well, 
a God may have told you that, but not the God. Exactly. Like, you're listening to the wrong gods. A, you know, God told me to leave my marriage. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. It, you know, is she beating you? No. Then he didn't. Right. Is she cheating on you? No. Then he didn't. Right? Like, right. sorry, but that's, again, you're not listening to the right God. Exactly. You know, God told me to look after myself first. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. That's not in the Bible. You know, right. oh, that's yeah. not good. I know. And that's what's so interesting. It's, it's, it seems simplistic and it's not. But I mean, it's, the Bible says that all good things come from above. And so right. the enemy certainly ain't going to want you to help a woman with her groceries in the middle of the Cub Food parking lot. Right. Just not going to. So I feel even like if I should you, help this lady with her groceries. Now we're on the right track. Yeah, right. So you help her with the groceries, right? Yeah. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And so and even and here's the cool thing, even which I think it's impossible for anything good to come out of a person that's going to benefit the heart of another person or another human being. Mm -hmm. I think it's impossible for it not to be God. But just let's just say that God didn't tell me to do that, to help the old lady. But he did. Oh. That's the thing. I know. But but I'm just saying, okay, even if he didn't. Okay. But he did, because it's an imprint on your heart, of God on your heart. That, this know. comes down to we can't know the difference between good and it comes back to what we were talking about in Genesis. Yeah. You can't know the difference between good and evil without God being on the imprint on your heart. There right. is no moral standing. When people say, I don't believe in God, I say, then you're an anarchist. <laughs> well, no, I'm not. It's, it's a social rule that we all live under. That comes from where? Well, just inherently, we as people have agreed to this. No, it, it has to come from, you have to have a standard of good that you're comparing right. it to right. in order to say that it's good versus evil. The same thing with Adam and Eve. At some point, they didn't know what evil was. They only knew good. Right. So until their eyes were open to evil, there was no difference between the two. So if yeah. it's good, it is coming from God. Now, it's got, maybe not God speaking to you directly, Right. But it comes from the imprint of God on you as a human being yeah. that drives you to want to do that good. Right. Exactly. And that's why that's why many times when I'm coaching and mentoring men and discipling men, and they're like, I just don't know what God's will for my life is. And, you know, I just don't know what he wants me to do. I always say, do something good. <laughs> right. Right. Okay. When was the last time you helped somebody with something? When was the last time you actually, before you were asked, you did something kind to somebody? I mean... It, you don't, I mean, if, if you don't know what you do, then be good to the planet, be good to the world, do something yep, good, yep. get involved with something that's bringing good to the world, you know, um, because then you're doing right? what God that's wants you to do. Spot, right. You know? I think it's funny. One of the one things is find someone else that's in this, that's struggling with the same thing you are and help them get through it. Yes. Just reach out to them and say, Hey, yeah. you know, you need somebody to talk to. Yeah. If you're, if you're struggling with depression, find somebody else that's struggling with depression and say, hey, you need not to commiserate and sit and complain to each other, no. but to listen to, hey, do you need somebody to talk to? If you know somebody whose marriage is struggling and your marriage is struggling, reach yeah. out and be like, hey, are you okay? Is there anything yeah. you need from me that I can help you out with? Right. You know, you'd be surprised. Maybe you wouldn't be. You'd be amazed, I'd say, at how much that can lead you to taking that next step forward. Oh, yeah. Moving forward with God by doing that. Oh yeah, yeah, and that that could be a whole other podcast. I mean, we could, I mean, we, you know, I mean, it can literally be because because we are we are so apt to think that I'm not good enough to help anybody because I'm struggling with it. But when you're actually struggling with what somebody else is struggling with, that gives you understanding again, which is way better than a guy who's been taught it in in college for the last five years but never been through it, right? And so, because you have understanding, you can speak to that person eye to eye, face to face. Why? Because you get it. And there is something about stepping out of your own pain and helping somebody with their pain that brings healing to you. I mean, it's just, it's true. What you'll come up against, which is, this is, this is common. And it's something that I saw in my life, right? Is the people that are like, yeah, but you're a hypocrite because you aren't perfect in everything that you're doing. Or you, this is a matter of fact, an area that you are weak in. Yeah. So therefore, if you try to help someone else, or you try to walk outside of this, or you try to say, yeah, you know what? I didn't do this well, but I'm going to from here on out. They yeah. look at you and they say, oh, no, first you have to be perfect. And then you yeah. can try to help 
work your way out of it. Like, I just, like it's just if you if you mentally try to process that, it makes no sense whatsoever. But that is what you hear a lot, right? Oh, yeah. oh, oh you know, why don't, you're trying to help other guys to 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 walk this walk, but you're not perfect. Right. So how are you going to help other guys? Well, none of us are freaking perfect. So that's how we're going to help each other is <laughs> we're all going to figure out how to get through this. Yeah. And Jesus was perfect and we killed him. So. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and if all of us are waiting for the perfect person to help us right. to find a way through things, we're all never going to get through anything. Right. Exactly. The, the, there is no, nobody's perfect in it. Somebody has a flaw somewhere, somehow. And, and mm. that, that doesn't mean that they're, immediately removed from the ability to do anything right so yeah um you know but yeah it's that that idea of hey that good that you feel inside of you that's god speaking to you and so many people will ignore that because they they ignore it and and and, right and just basically when it comes to you know we we gotta we're so apt to think of the worst possible scenarios the worst possible outcomes when which prolong us to do what god asks us to do we got to consider positive outcomes based on facts instead of worst case scenarios. I mean, we, we, we always go there. And so, you know, when we're sitting in that spot of, you know, focusing on what we know, you know, I know my brain can quickly go to past situations, right. past things that person did and, and, and then make up a story in my head. Carrie and I call it that, you know, you make up a story in your head. Mm-hmm. And then once again, what does that cause you to do? That causes you to back away from what you're supposed to do. Search for more answers, causes more confusion and you're back in that state again, you know? Right. And so, but the cool thing is, which I love, and I got to read this just because I'll just read the, you know, because, because this is God, so much God, like what, like, like what he did with you, you know, he chases after both you and I, even when we don't get it the first time, he's going to get it the second time, you know, and he's going to tell us, but then we got the Holy Spirit, which is this in John 16, 12, it says, there's so much more I want to tell you, Jesus is saying, but you can't bear it now. When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. Right. Okay. That's another thing that I know. Okay. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait a minute. I'm not going to be confused because you got my hand in this guy. Mm-hmm. You're walking with me in this. So all this other stuff that's going on, I'm just going to count on Holy Spirit. You're going to lead me into the truth of what's right. going on here. You're going to give me the understanding of what's going on here. I mean, that's his job. That's why right. the Holy Spirit is a counselor. Right. That's his job. And how cool is that to have a God that cares for us so much that he's given us the Holy Spirit that's going to walk beside us, lead us in that right direction, lead us into the truth of the situation in the matter. And then we're going to understand, we're going to see confusion start to, we're not going to be as confused. Why? Because we're being focused on God, the Holy Spirit, and him walking with us. So I just, I love that. I love that little spot where he, and I, I can't even imagine, I'm now I'm getting off, but I mean, I can't even imagine the whole, you know, you know how you and I are when it comes to raising our kids, mm-hmm. how excited we do, how excited we get when they grab onto something that, we're, you know, when it comes to knowledge or when it comes to experience and when they grab onto it, you know, we're just like, yes, you know, I can't imagine the Holy Spirit, you know, when he, you know, when, yeah, when, yeah. when we actually, when we actually step back into these things of getting out of confusion and he leads us into a spot where we're like, oh, totally get it now. Totally good. Because if you think about it, then what does that do? I mean, for us, right? When our kids, when our kids are that, where they come to us and they're like, you know, Dad, you said this, and I understand where you're at. We were like, man, this opens up whole nother. This opens up a whole nother world. Right. The fact that you get this, I mean, I don't think you understand. This opens up a world of knowledge that now I can slowly start to feed into you because you understood where you were and where we were at in this one thing that I needed you to understand. And now we can move through this and beyond this. You know, I think about it, like, you know, if you think about it, like your kids, it it just, it is, it's exciting because you know what now is to come, what they, where they can go with that. So yeah, to think about, you know, when we get to that point where, where we go, yeah, you know what? I, I do kind of understand how to work through this confusion and how to, you know, work through this fog of it. And then, you know, Holy Spirit goes, man, all right, now I can come in here and, and get, you know, it says he will guide you into the truth, right? Now I can guide you into this truth because we're we're moving on into these things that that out of this confusion. Yeah. And this is key. This is key. It just kind of came to me Mm -hmm. that when you get it, hold on to it. Right. 
Yes. Write it down, as a matter of fact. Right. Like, when you get it. the truth, when you get the, okay, the, I understand, mm-hmm. write that down because that is going to be a foundation for you to stay on for the rest right. of your freaking life. Right. That thing is going to be something that you're going to go, you're going to need to go back to 125,000 times because it guaranteed once you understand it, the enemy's going to go, oh, all right, I'm going to throw some people in there. I'm going to throw some situations there to cause you to, to go back to confusion. So like you said, Denny, write it down, make it plain, put it on a piece of paper and put that thing. Tell I don't somebody care what else. it is. Yes. Tell somebody else, but that, but don't lose that because realistically, like we said in the beginning, we've got to stop looking for answers out there mm-hmm. and start looking for what God's already answered in here. Right. 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 That's going to keep us from confusion. And of course, the last one is number five is being patient. You know, which nobody likes. You know, it's just it's the a, truth. It's a hard one. I mean, if you think about <laughs> it, it, it is. It's, it, it, yeah, it, it's a tough one for us. Yeah. In, in today's day and age where you can get anything, you know, in the blink of an eye. I mean, yeah. I can order something on Amazon and have it later today. You know, I mean, yet, you know, God doesn't work in that. He doesn't, he's not Amazon. No, he's not, he's not. doing that. He's he's and, like, yeah, I'll I'll get there when it's right. time. Right. And once again, when we think of patience, I know many times it means long suffering, you know, I understand that. You know, uh, you know, patience, but at the same time, once again, my brain will go, "Oh gosh, patient. That means 10 years from now." Mm-hmm. Worst case scenario. Right. 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 He may just want me to be patient for today. Right. Yeah. Right? Get out of the crap that I'm in my confusion, step back and go, I pray for understanding, take the breath, you know, uh, believe what I know. And then that may be all the patience that he's talking about. It could just be 20 minutes. It could be three days. It could be a week, but right away, oh, geez, I need to be patient. But whoever is patient has great understanding. Proverbs 14 says, (laughs) whoever is patient has great understanding. Well, that's what we're looking for is understanding. Mm -hmm. So patience is a part of that, you know? Right. Sure. All right. So five things. Recap them real quick. Number one was. Number one was when we're confused, we need to just write it off and know that that's not God. It's not God. It's, he's right. not the author of confusion. Mm-hmm. Number two is accept yep. where we are, right? And pray for understanding. Number understanding, three is take a deep answer. breath. Yep. Take a deep breath. deep breath. I don't know what to do, and that's okay. It's okay not to know what to do. Number four, focus on what you already know. Mm-hmm. All right, what God's already installed in us. Mm-hmm. And number five, obviously, is be patient. Be patient. All right. I think that's a good place to wrap up confusion. Yes. So this was this was good information. We're going to we're going to continue uh next week with despair. Right. So um so confusion, despair, and uh and passivity, passivity. are the three things that we're covering that we feel are attacking men uh right now in, in this day and age. Confusion is the first one. Um, real good stuff. Next week, we'll hit despair and we'll go through uh, what that means, how it looks. And most importantly, if you are there and you're in despair, how do you get out of it? Come on now. All right. All right. Good. We'll stop there.